Hey everybody, welcome to the Climbing Sycamores podcast, uh, where we look at today's topics to get a better view of Christianity. I'm Annie Beagie, and I'm joined by my friends Ben Sadler and Matt Harbach. Want to roll? Welcome, Ben's back. Hey. Yay. Miss me? Yeah. Yeah. Thanksgiving week, here we come. This is this is the time of the year when you everything gets crazy. And I've noticed mm-hmm. at our staff meetings, Matt, you have like every time you describe the season, it's like that we all can stay sane, mm-hmm. that we don't oh, die. Yeah. It's always yeah. all mm-hmm. your prayer requests are all like super it's negative. That, it's that most miserable time of the year. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're gonna talk about that today. It Just is. Awful. I think for people who work work at church and churches and. Um, I mean, it's just I get it's busy for everybody. Yeah. Schools and if you're yeah, if you're everything. retail, think about retail, that. Yeah, mm-hmm. everything. So, but let's start with something a little more light and fun. Yeah. Annie, what do you want to start talking about? Yeah, so Thanksgiving is coming up. Love Thanksgiving. Uh, my birthday falls on Thanksgiving this mm. year, so that's cool. Um, but I wanted to talk about the food must-haves and should-nots. Yeah. And, and so I guess, you know, when you think of Thanksgiving, like what is an absolute must have item? For me, it's the sweet potatoes with the marshmallow on top. Candy what? Yams? Seriously? Oh, yeah. I no, love turkey, that. Turkey I mean, is tur- like the, the I mean, Well, yeah, that's but enough some people, said. Some people, at, you know, they, they do the ham and no, ha- prime ham rib. No, ham is, is and, Christmas or Easter, but no, okay. no, that's wrong. We had just friends in town, they're hosting Thanksgiving, no turkey, and they're having ribs. I've See, that's that. also wrong. That's heresy right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's not correct. Yeah. Historically inaccurate. What about you? What's a must-have? Uh, I love mashed potatoes. Um, I really like it mm-hmm. all. Yep. Mashed potatoes. Um, one, you know, one that you might see is, you know, mac- ma- homemade macaroni and cheese. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Right? I mean... Do you think there is a controversial item that people The bring? green bean casserole, dude. Okay. Wait, so what, what, what's controversial about it? It's gross. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's no. very... The mu- with the because of the mushroom cream of mushroom, cream of mushroom soup, soup in there or what I is actually, it? Actually, I don't. I wouldn't say I, I don't. Maybe it's not gross. I will eat some of it, but it's a very polarizing uh, cream of mushroom soup. Is objectively a nasty food. In green bean casserole, it's fine, but when you look at it, it's just it's like a gray soupy. slop. Are yeah. you talking? It's like the slop, and then do you, then the, the undri- uh, fr- fried onions. onions over the top. Yeah. Oh, okay. Onion. Yeah. No, that's delicious. I think it's, the I think the problem here that no one's talking about is the cranberry, <laughs> like the like when you like cut oh, open the can. Of some people yeah. love that. Like that's pops another out of the one. can in like a big tube, and it's yes. like fruit is not a tube. That's all. It's just it's very unnerving. So, and it says on at. the can like not made with actual cranberry. It's probably like, it's disturbing. <laughs> it's disturbing. So, so there's a question that's polarizing too. When when you're eating your cran, do do you like cranberry sauce? A nope. Not not in can form or in in like actual. If it's a real cranberry sauce, I will. Yeah. Okay. And will, will you eat it like with your turkey, or will you eat it like separately? Because people always be mashing up their food. Like all the food gets mm-hmm. all mashed yeah. together. Yeah. I think the reason you need all those rich f- foods is because usually the turkey is not that great. Usually it's dry. Oh really? Oh, you guys have been doing Thanksgiving all wrong. Well, I don't make the turkey ever. The best I've ever had. I I I put it on the grill slow in Florida, and it turned out perfect. Mm. That was the one and only time I've had a really mm. good turkey. See, sometimes you put we put like bacon on top of it, okay, because you need the extra layer of fat, because otherwise, like the thinner parts dry out faster. Sure, there you go. Oh. Add bacon to anything. Pretty much. Hmm. Pretty much. 
that's why I think you need all the other rich fruit. I, but I do. I love the sweet potatoes with uh, marshmallows on top. Like that's just a dessert. Pumpkin pie. Oh yeah, I like pumpkin pie. I like I like pecan. I love pecan. I think that's pie. Emily. I think the that's her favorite. Started the marshmallow covered. <laughs> you think so? That's how yeah. it's. That's how marshmallows started. Yeah, right. They got they got their big break, landing yeah. on top of the. Sweet now there is some controversy about that meal. Uh, one of our friends, who remain nameless, she last year I remember had a totally different uh, Thanksgiving. No turkey because that's not what the that's not what the indigenous people would eat. It was like all grains. <laughs> Do and, I know this person? You look yes. at me like I should know yeah. this person. Oh, I yeah. wondered. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if she would listen <laughs> to this, but I don't want to like yeah Call throw her under the. But I thought it was interesting. So she like found. I don't know like if it was like, like yeah, it was like duck or pheasant or something like that. <laughs> Cornish game hen. <laughs> yeah, it was something like it was like yeah, it was like that. a pheasant and yeah. and uh, like things that were more natural to this mm. area. Fried settlers, like the <laughs> white people that didn't make it, <laughs> eat them too. Yeah, there's all sorts of controversy around sure. around that, but it's a great holiday to get. And that, that I don't know if we want to talk more about what's. Uh, controversial i don't know if there's anything else well i was gonna say it's one of the only holidays that we have left that's like a pure holiday okay because you got like saint patrick's day that one is a very pure holiday wear a green shirt get completely hammered oh my goodness that's the whole holiday no one cares if you're like (laughs) irish or not culturally appropriating yeah like it's like nope you wear green and you get drunk that's the whole holiday and people are honest about it Wearing kiss me, I'm Irish shirts, and you're not even a quarter yep. Irish. Yep. <laughs> Thanksgiving, though, like is I someone... thought it was to celebrate the work of Saint Patrick. No, no the, one even the, knows who the, that the missionary. Is no clue. Who evangelized no. Ireland? He no. brought beer the to pagans. The, to the people. So, but okay. but Thanksgiving, I feel like, is still like somewhat wholesome. Like in this country, like we do, we we are generally pretty thankful. We we overshadow it with like Black Friday the very next day. Oh yeah, which is oh. embarrassing. And now we oh, now we do that like for weeks, but. Um, I feel like Thanksgiving is a day like people still think about like getting together with family and there's a football game, but at least you watch the football game with other people. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, like Christmas, that's that's all commercialized. The ga- Valentine's the Day, yeah. that's a huge scam. Uh, gift giving has a lot to do with that too, like yeah. the pressure yep. to buy yeah. gifts. The worst ad I ever saw, I think it was for Verizon, this was years ago, it said, forget about Thanksgiving, what about Thanksgiving? And it was about how oh. you could buy yourself. I was like, just you're just going right at our selfishness, mm-hmm. and not and even it, not even sugarcoat it. And it worked. It worked, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we were we had an e- got an email from our uh, my cousin this year, and he he laid down the law, and he said, "All right, this year the cousins are taking over the big holidays. We have a pretty big family. Instead of having the aunts and uncles, the mm-hmm. the previous generation, mm-hmm. so we're taking the, and everybody signed up oh. for the next holidays. So the the basically the last one left was this Thanksgiving. And so we're going to have 50 plus people at our house Ooh. in a few days. So we're a little nervous about that, but it is a huge blessing to have people. And uh, well, yeah, it's going to be epic, whether it's going to be a story of complete failure or a lot of fun. Young, it'll be a great story no matter what. Devour your, the family, old. Yeah, your family gets along. Yes. So there's no like, you know. There's no, yeah, There it, it, it is about just getting together. Which there's is good. no It's surprising. Our, our family too, like that's kind of like the big one because Christmas we don't usually get together with like a whole side mm-hmm. of the family, but we do on Thanksgiving. And for the most part, it's, it's like we all like each other. It's pretty nice. 
yeah, so far we don't really have anything that divides us. And, and I, I, that is a testament to my grandparents. They just, they made it about our Christian faith. They made it about singing and getting together and eating and that we all like sports. And so I think that has kept us together. So, but it's not that way for most people. And even, I mean, even for, for us too, it's, it's a pretty stressful time of the year. So that's what I want to talk about. You know, there, there's that song, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. Oh. <laughs> Which, by the way, has been on like an allergy medicine commercial since the summer. <laughs> oh, wow. It's weird. I think that's the one anyway. Sorry, Subliminal messages. Yeah. But for most people, it's not the most wonderful time of the year. I mean, uh, depression goes up, uh, suicide goes up, all these things because it. I think it's supposed to be so great. And I want to talk about a lot of the trade-offs that you have, so... All right, we're going to give gifts. But what that also means for a lot of people is they're going to blow their budget and they're going to have this huge remorse of being in debt uh, starting January. Because um, every time you buy some for someone else, there's all that deal that I mm-hmm. might as well buy a little some for myself. There's the trade off of, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to have a party, but I got to see that relative that last time we got together, we had that big blow up. And so that trade off of being around lots of people that you love, but also, uh, and remembering people that aren't there. Maybe you lost a loved one this last year and that and, and holidays can be really hard. Uh, the trade-off of um, food. When you talk about food, you know, like how much weight do we all gain <laughs> during this time? You're like, it's not just one party, but, you know, you, you have these all these other interactions and get-togethers. And so you're putting on 10 maybe more pounds and you feel don't feel you feel sluggish so great food but then you have the, that trade-off i don't know if there's any other trade-offs that you can think of there's more concerts or parties or get-togethers and so you're stressed out about being busy and trying to fit the schedule together and so for all these good things there's also a lot of bad things you think i'm right on that or what do you guys what do you guys think about the trade-off or do you think it's all bad annie no i mean <laughs> obviously jesus is very good and that, that's, that's good. you know that's the good part about Christmas. But I do think and and people's just general like willingness to, you know, accept the Christmas magic. They don't know what it is necessarily, yeah. but there's something magical about Christmas. And then they, you know, are willing to open up their hearts and their wallets and mm-hmm. give. And yeah, I'm like, couldn't, couldn't we do this all year? <laughs> Let's try it. Uh my wife and I were taking a walk the other day and she was remembering a coworker that she had a few years ago who was an atheist and and uh, so she didn't believe in any of any of this stuff. And they got together to maybe celebrate, I think, the winter solstice and and uh, lit candles one night and just kind of enjoyed the family. And Emily said to her, you know, I appreciate that you're at least honest about it, that you don't believe this. And so because we are celebrating Jesus and uh, and people join in the holiday, but they don't really actually believe what it means. And so at least that person, uh, you know, was honest and, and, and didn't celebrate something they actually didn't believe in. Um, so I wanted to talk about those trade-offs that, that, you know, the anxiety and worry, you know, it goes from the most wonderful time of the year to the most worry filled time of the year. And then I also wanted to kind of drill down on, yeah, what do I do with that uncle, that cousin, that family member who I know I'm going to have to see and it's going to be really hard and we really, or do I even invite them because there's always this blow up or we really uh, don't agree anymore. And I think it's becoming more and more hostile. People are becoming more and more vocal. 
uh, and there there a lot of lots of times it comes out on social media. So do you guys know people or or do you have friends who are kind of concerned about the holidays because or don't even get together with friends anymore or or family anymore because of of um, some of these issues? Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, I don't want to name drop, but um, yeah. I'm sure you guys know who I'm talking about, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, his family, there's always something, yeah. whether it's a feud, you mm-hmm. know, involving him personally or, mm-hmm. um, otherwise, and then somehow it kind of becomes about him. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. Typically when, when Dave's family doesn't, can't meet on like the holiday, we'll yeah. go to this person's house okay. and, and spend time with their family him and sure. his family and, um, so we'll see what this year brings. There's yeah a storm brewing, I feel. <laughs> but well, I was asked a, uh, at least once, and there was a couple other interactions I've had on. All right, Pastor, what do I do with this situation? You know, um, th- this person has totally different views. We've had a lot of hostility. Do I invite them or not? And and so there's been a couple different interactions like that. And um, so. I don't know. What do you guys think? How would you respond if there is a lot of family strife? Do you invite the person that with that family strife? Uh, do you uh, do you not? And what what's more important? What do you, what do you think? What would it look like to set an expectation with a family member? Like if you're hosting, say Thanksgiving, and you know you got your you know super political uncle Uncle Joe. And, um, you know, what would it look like if you prior to inviting him said, Hey, like, I, I want you here mm-hmm. We the family wants you here, but like, we just have to not go there. That's really good. Would that's, that help? Yeah. That's the <laughs> advice I gave to these different people was, could you have the conversation beforehand and, and could we make it about being thankful? What, what can we all agree on that? We're all thankful that we're here. There's so much to be thankful for. Uh, and if it gets into those other things, you know, you can't come or it can't be a part of it. So I thought that, yeah, that's I think that's really good advice. What do you think, Matt? What do you invite the person? Do you not invite the person? Do you, uh, what do you do about those hostile situations? I, I, I cannot put myself like in the shoes of someone who is like really feuding with another family member. Like there's just very little of that, that like, you know, okay, you have different views, but I, I would never, in, it's like okay you have different views like mm-hmm. you know i'm not going to engage and like try to fight you on stuff really mm-hmm. um and, and that'll probably happen to me at some point but the, i've like i've never really experienced that and so for me i would just be like yeah just invite them mm-hmm. and you know like okay you have your two uncles or your aunt and your cousin or whatever and they don't get along and it's like well that's their problem yeah. they want to grow up and deal with it like i'm not going to let it bother me i'm not going to let it ruin my 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 day yeah I think it's hard once you have some of these really polarizing conversations and if you've had shouting matches or things have played out on social media, that can happen, you know, passive aggressiveness on social media. And uh, the other thing I, I think that can be helpful is if we look at this from a Christian perspective, Jesus was always partying with the prodigals and he would, uh, he had a way of hanging out with people without and accepting them as people without accepting some of their behavior. Uh, and could we do, you know, I think sometimes people are expecting us to not invite them or to 
uh, live out maybe a caricature of Christianity, of the holy huddle, those kinds of things, um, whereas to invite them might challenge what they think Christianity is. Uh, and hey, this is about celebrating, thanking God for all the things that he's given us. Um, I think we can say that. I mean, who do you thank if it's not thanking God? Where, where did all this come from? That That's kind of a given. But it's about thanking God and not about us. And can we still just get together to do that even if you don't agree even if there is a God, but but would you would you come? So I think that practical advice, Annie, of just having that conversation beforehand, I think is really, really important. But I think that can go awry also because sure. sometimes people's uh, deeply rooted beliefs yeah. will cause them to behave in right. a certain way. So, you know, you might find that you have or you, you attempt to have a conversation with somebody to kind of set the expectation about mm-hmm. what the holiday is going to look like. And then they hang up the phone. Sure. Or, you know, and then I guess at that point, you know, I guess maybe if you feel that you have done what you were able to do, that way you could control in in trying to include this person. I mean, I I suppose there does just have to come a point where you say, I can't work with you. Like Mm -hmm. you're not, you're unwilling to reciprocate or meet Mm -hmm. me in the middle. Mm -hmm. And so you're not, you're not welcome. Yeah. You know, and that, and, and that's unfortunate. I hope that that doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, especially to anybody listening, but. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see and and I don't honestly, I don't think a person should feel bad about that. I mean, yeah, if you if you go to Uncle Joe and you say, Uncle Joe, you know, we've had our talks or, you know, I know we believe different things and whatever, but, you know, like, let's just keep it cool. We want you here. We want right. to spend time with you. Yeah. And Uncle Joe hangs up the phone or says, I'm going to say what I want when I want. Well, you know, we can't we can't have that. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I also think That's when you need that shock collar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I also think it's interesting that the early Christians called themselves brothers and sisters in Christ, and I think as maybe our natural families might get more polarized over different issues, how much more we could treasure our family in Christ. That you know, when we gather for worship on our Thanksgiving service, you know, to really appreciate that everybody in this room, when we have the pie social afterwards, everyone in this room, we share a common bond and to really enjoy that time together. And uh, I don't know if it's always feasible, but, um, you know, if you don't have that family with that bond, you know, maybe you do have another Thanksgiving gathering, whether it's on Friday or Wednesday night or some other time with your Christian brothers and sisters or your more nuclear family uh, to celebrate what you do share, and then the bigger party with the extended family, maybe you don't agree on on that and you just kind of treat it as a, hey, we still want to get together as a family, but we're not going to have that deeper bond uh, that we have with our faith. And so to appreciate the fr- that. The Friendsgiving. The Friendsgiving, that's right, yeah. And I think I think as, as our world gets more and more polarized, to be able to play in both worlds, uh, to be able to still make peaceful, deep connections with people outside the church, but also to appreciate those times when we uh, can really connect on a deeper level with fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. So that Christian church is supposed to be and is called a family. And and maybe if we um, did a better job of being a family of believers, we wouldn't get so concerned when our extended family doesn't all we don't have that deeper connection with them. I don't know. 
That's something I'm thinking all lately. It seems like it seems like it's maybe just more important to be, you know, to be accommodating, to be patient, and to just just let your let your faith show through your actions rather than trying to be like, you know, this is a Christian family, and if you're not gonna subscribe to our values, you're not welcome. Like that doesn't help, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think it's more like just be be a happy gracious you know christian mm-hmm. point of contact and you know it's not about yeah. our discussing roe v wade at the dinner table mm-hmm. like right you know that's secondary ultimately mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think the hard part is why are you gathering you know thanksgiving is i, I unless it's unless you just treat it totally secular holiday um who are you thanking i think when it comes to christmas <laughs> What are we celebrating? We're celebrating the birth of Jesus. And so if there is still deep disagreements about our Christian faith, that can be challenging, but hopefully you can still gather as a family, um, even though there are some of those divides. So I also wanted to maybe talk a little, I'm going to be preaching on this uh, for Thanksgiving, and I'm, I'm pretty excited to, to go through these couple verses because I do think it is the most worry-filled time of the year, all those trade-offs that I've already mentioned. And so Paul says, when he's writing to the Philippians, he says, um, do not be anxious about anything, first of all. <laughs> Which sounds That's easy. Good yeah. <laughs> There's a great bit, uh, I don't know if it was a Saturday Night Live bit, where, uh, you know, come into the counselor's office and says, you know, I'm really struggling with that. Well, stop it. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I, I can't stop doing this. Well, stop it. You don't want to be a weirdo, do you? Just stop it. So that's kind of what it sounds like at first. Paul's just saying, well, stop it. And uh, and and Paul had every reason to be anxious. He he was writing this from prison. You know, he he had multiple beatings. He Lots of his churches that he started were in strife and disarray. Um, so he had lots of reasons to be anxious. But he says, don't be anxious about anything. And he doesn't just leave that out as kind of a, an isolated statement. He says, but in every situation, so all these different situations that you go through, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And so he says the way to not be anxious about anything, and and, and don't feel guilty if you are, and, and uh, this is not not to load on more shame, but he says, what you can do with that um, fear, along with help and good counselor and all those other good emotional mental health things, he says, with prayer and petition, present your request to God. So take everything that you're worried about, these trade-offs that we're talking about, the busyness, the finances, the food, the family, all those things that can be really stressful, present them to God, and he throws a little line in there, with thanksgiving. And I've heard this, I, I, I don't know where it originated, and I, I think it's true, but that Thanksgiving is the one thing that seems to eclipse every other emotion. So it's hard to be thankful and angry, mm-hmm. thankful and worried, mm-hmm. thankful and, and so lots of uh, counselors will tell their clients, you know, write, a, write what you're thankful every day in a thank journal mm-hmm. or uh, tell me what you're thankful for. And it's just hard to be really angry about something and also be thankful at the same time. So I don't know. What do you think about that? Uh, how, how do you think that might help you or others during the holiday season? Is that too trite or do you think that can be really powerful? Well, I think 
um, to start to what you what you said was, uh, you know, you have to you have to ask yourself why are we actually getting together? Mm-hmm. Because I I think yeah then it you know what other reason do you have at Thanksgiving than to give thanks? Like, is it about staying close to the family, asserting sort of like mm-hmm. hierarchical dominance over mm-hmm. that cousin. Mm-hmm. Like, no, like I'm going to stay close to our grandpa and not you. Like, I don't even like making it about your weird family dynamic. doesn't make sense. Just yeah. don't do that. I mean, I, yeah, I think, you know, why do we do it? Oh, cause we do it every year. And I think mm-hmm. that's, oh, that's why people tradition do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, well, no wonder it goes awry because people don't have a very good motivation for being there other than we do it every year. And I don't want to be the first one to get kicked out. Like I'm, I'm coming every year. You're not, you're not going <laughs> to mm-hmm. kick me out. You're going to leave. And that's, that's your whole thing. That's just silly. So get back to the heart of why we're gathering. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's step one. Mm-hmm. And I think even a lot of uh, like non-Christian, you know, counselors and uh, whatever, you know, self-help books, like they will focus on the gratitude piece. Mm -hmm. So whether it's Christian or not, like that seems to be kind of a universal Mm -hmm. thing. What's great about the Christian faith, I believe, and and kind of the worldview of how you look at things is, and he says right before this, rejoice in the Lord always, which, you know, being full of joy, being thankful in the Lord. So if you talk about being, be thankful about your circumstance. Well, I don't, I'm not always thankful about my cir- circumstances, um, but I always have a reason to be thankful in the Lord because I can remember that He's still in control, that He forgives me, He loves me, He's moving my life in this world to a happy ending. So I always have a reason to be thankful in the Lord, even when my circumstances aren't seeming to to match up to what I want. Mm-hmm. So that I think. You know, you can find things if you don't have that worldview, obviously, to be thankful for. And sometimes secular people do a better job than Christians mm-hmm, do at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, I would just call Christians to to really um, live into that faith that you actually mm-hmm. do believe God is is always giving us something to be thankful for. So and just don't and and the other thing is, you know, when it comes to gratitude, it's like the opposite of entitlement mm-hmm. of expectation. And part of that is like, okay, so the, the holiday season could be really great, but you're only setting yourself up to fail if you expect that it's actually going to be the most wonderful time of yeah. the year. Right, right. The Martha Stewart, you know, kitchen and, and <laughs> yeah. table setting yeah, and right. the perfection. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's a lot. I think there's a lot of pressure to, uh, you know, live up to that too, the presentation. and. Um, but it, and it, it just, it just, it undercuts the thankfulness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you expect everything to be at a certain level, putting our best foot forward, like, well, what if you can't? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So entitlement expectations, those are mm-hmm. all very different than you think. Yeah. Entitlement, you're something is owed you that you're missing out on and, or, or that expectation. I got to live up to something that I have all the stress. I'm not going to live up to. And then you say, I'm thankful. It's just a whole you, know, you can just feel your all that tension kind of releasing, mm-hmm. and uh, and the and the focus off yourself going away, and you're, you're putting the focus on God and on your family and on what's good, and not what's what's missing or what needs to happen. Yeah, I was just talking to a friend on the phone yesterday, and she said, "Like I get to do the laundry right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. I were a paraplegic, mm-hmm. I couldn't do that. Right, or if I didn't have a washing machine yep. at my disposal. Yep." I was even thinking today, we, so we had 
we ended up ordering noodles and company for yeah. lunch and I had already brought a lunch, but I was like, Oh, noodles and company. And I thought, man, how blessed yeah. to have brought a lunch Yes, and then decided I would like to buy a lunch. Like that's right. wild. Like just it thinking is. about that is it wild. Is. So yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately the more you have doesn't necessarily mean the more thankful you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't always work out that way. So it is such a wonderful time. Uh, like you said, one of the purest, most purest holidays to just have a very clear action that you, you get to do. Do you guys do the what are you thankful for kind of thing? Do you talk about that as a family? Do you ever? At, at my friend's house, we do with yeah. his family. Yeah. Yeah. I think that can be a really helpful mm-hmm. practice. And like you said about Christmas or giving, like that that's a great, if you're really in a funk, uh, man, that's just a great practice to say, all right, what are, name, let's start naming the things I'm thankful for. And by the end of the list, it's hard to hold on to some of the other feelings we have. Mm-hmm. So cool. Well, I'm putting that together. Hopefully that comes together for uh, next Wednesday's sermon. Yeah. And good luck in your Thanksgiving endeavors. You're, oh, that's, yeah. You're very brave. Very brave. I'm really nervous about it. I'm really anxious. No, it will be fine. It's kind of a system. Everybody knows. What a knows. blessing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> To have family and <laughs> exactly that's what you keep saying. What a blessing! <laughs> Gratitude. Our house is kind of a mess right now, so we got to just clean that baby up. What a are you gonna bit. do with Scout? What's, what's oh, Scout she's gonna just do? gonna eat every. She's gonna. We can't. There's nothing to do. We can, there's nowhere to put her, and you so put, I think put, she's gonna greet every single person. Oh, I love oh, it. Oh my god! And she's gonna eat off half of the plates. Mm-hmm. That's it's gonna it, put little dust rags on each of her feet, and then she cleans as she goes. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I'm just gonna try to run her like crazy in the morning, get all her energy out, and then she'll get excited when the first goal of people, and then I think she'll calm down. That's mm-hmm. the hope, at least. We'll see. I just gotta say this: I don't think I've ever had sweet potatoes with marshmallow. What? If you'd like to get a hold of us here at the Climbing Sycamores podcast, feel free to email b sadler at victoryofthelamb.com. B s a d l e r at victoryofthelamb.com. If you like today's intro music, it's been brought to you by Andrew Lynch's song, My Name, Hello.